Hey, thanks so much for choosing the Haven House of Revival Sermon of the Week. We pray that this sermon impacts your heart and inspires you to change your life and the world around you for God. Please enjoy the message. Holy Spirit, we just say again to you that if it's not you, we don't want it. So I just, we put aside all of our preconceived ideas our expectations, our agendas. And we just lay them at your feet right now. Because we want the genuine, authentic, real power of the Holy Spirit. It's not by might. not by power, but it's by your spirit. And it's not by my words, though I know you're going to use them, but it's by your spirit. So Holy Spirit, I ask you to just illuminate the room today, illuminate hearts today, illuminate minds, bodies, awaken all the senses in us today, God because we have the mind of Christ, we have the perceptions of Christ, which means that we're in tune with your senses. That means that we see like you, we hear like you, we smell like you, we taste like you, and we feel like you, Holy Spirit. So right now, I just want to invite all of you in this room to just open your senses up to the Holy Spirit right now. Posture yourself and just say, Holy Spirit, you can have my senses. to move through and speak through so that I can feel you. Maybe you felt him, but you've never smelt him. (laughs) That's even weird for me Um, because I don't smell. I shouldn't say that. Maybe today's the day. (laughs) Um, Maybe you've seen him, but you haven't. You've been struggling to, maybe you've seen him in the past, but you've been struggling to hear him. Maybe you felt like your ears have been blocked. But I just want to encourage you to, today just to re-yield, re-yield, that's not a thing, but yield, surrender. Your full self to the Spirit. I think I just want to actually read you some scripture first. If you want, you can join me. If you have your Bibles, in 1 Corinthians 2. And Paul's literally talking about his reliance on the power of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 2 here. Um, And it's not the main point of what I felt the Holy Spirit give me for today, but it is very relatable for me um, because Paul starts out by talking about how he comes, um, he refuses to come as an expert trying to impress you with my eloquent speech and lofty wisdom. For while I was with you, I was determined to be consumed with one topic, and that was Jesus, the crucified Messiah. And I stood before you feeling inadequate. I'm relating to that right now. Filled with reverence for God and trembling under the sense of the importance of my words. Because words create. That was God's intention with communication and speaking was that we were intended to use them to create. The message I preached and how I preached it was not an attempt to sway you with persuasive arguments, but to prove to you the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. For God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom, but by trusting in his almighty power. I'm really sorry. I'm like 
sniffling into the mic. Um, however, there's a wisdom that we continually speak of when we are among the spiritually mature. It's wisdom that didn't originate in this present age, nor did it come from the rulers of this age who are in the process of being dethroned. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. It is his secret plan destined before the ages to bring us, you and me, into his glory. None of the rulers of this present world order understood it, for if they had, they would never would have crucified the Lord of shining glory. This is why the scripture says, and this is, this is, the, this is the passage here that I want to highlight, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine or has ever entered the heart of man, things, these are the many things God has in store for all of his lovers. Um, But God now unveils these profound realities to us by his spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his, his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. And I'm gonna jump to the end here for who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become his counselor? Christ has, and we possessed, we possess Christ's perceptions. That's his mind. We, pres- we possess the mind of Christ. So, um, when we were talking about leading into December, I think it was, or I don't know, November, and Justin was asking, like, if one of us wanted to speak um, December, I guess he gave us a couple dates, and uh, I was like, yeah, I could speak on December 31st. Um, it meant that I didn't have to um, continue on with any of the series that we were doing on identity. It meant I could kind of just free flow, do whatever I want, whatever I heard from the Lord. Because um, I like being outside the box. And um, I was like, yeah, December 31st. Okay, that's probably, you know, statistically, that's the lowest attended s- Sunday of the year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So that's fine, <laughs> um, but maybe you guys proved that statistic wrong because you know there's a good number of you here, um, which means you're supposed to be here. Praise the Lord. Um, it's encouraging, actually. Um, yeah. So it's funny because I yeah I was like okay great I'll ask the Holy Spirit what what He wants to speak on or wants me to share on. And it turns out it's actually has to do with identity. Um, so then that was funny. <laughs> um, because he's, the Holy Spirit's just been like really recently, like really recently, this past week, this past week, this past couple of days even, has just been kind of wrecking me on this topic. And it's not going to be the same message on identity that you've probably heard before. Um, maybe, it, maybe you've heard it before. Maybe the Holy Spirit's already revealed this to you, and that's, that's awesome. Um, a lot of this was like just a new revelation for me, and I just feel like there's something in it for us to take away and give to the world. Um, I think I've been really, like growing up in the church, I've been so, and this is not to downplay this message on identity that we know so well, and uh, we've, we've heard it maybe repeatedly, and we've been told and um, encouraged and, you know, prophesied over that we, um, we have the mind of Christ, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we are favored by him, we're his son, we're his daughter, we are priests, we are all these things, you know, that the the Bible tells us, like we're his, the royal priesthood, you know, Um, that I am loved. And we we say like, we we name these things out and we say, okay, like this is your identity, so walk in it. And I've always struggled with that, honestly, because it's like, okay, great. Now, like, 
what, what does that even look like? And like we've learned, we've learned a few things like along the way, like, okay, that means that I have authority to pray for the sick and see them healed, or I have the ability to hear the voice of God so I can give a prophetic word, um, I can preach the gospel, I can share my testimony, I can um, like do all these really like spiritual things. Um, but then I've come to a place where I've felt like, I don't feel like this is it. Like, I feel like I'm missing something. Like I'm doing, like I'm working really hard to like serve the Lord in these ways and like be who he said I am, you know, like be what the word of God says. Like I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I have a sound mind, like I have, the spirit of God living inside of me, um, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. Like, you know, we just, we recite these things to ourselves and we kind of get ourselves like in that position of like really, um, like we build ourselves up in, in faith and in who we are. Like, and, and these are all good things. I'm not, like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do those things. Like we should do those things and remind ourselves what the word of God says. And, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm like been in this process of like, but God, like I don't feel like I'm living to my fullest like potential. I don't feel like I am like living out everything you created me to be like me because I've tried to be like so-and-so. I've tried to look like this or I've tried to be that, you know, like even in the church, we, we try to do it all. Like we try to be the evangelist, the, the prophet, the pastor sometimes. I mean, sometimes, yeah. And, and you can't, you can also, you can do multiple things. That can be part of who you are. You can be an evangelist and a pastor and you can, um, be just like a total like servant and like just love to serve people and help people and encourage people. Like you can, you can be all those things because it's the spirit of God who lives in all of us and it's the same spirit and he freely gives everything he has. His fullness is ours to walk in and he'll like, he'll grace you to walk in those things and you, you can ask him and he'll give you freely. Um, but for me, I was like, yeah, I, I don't feel like this is fully it. Like I feel like I'm missing a piece. Like, I, it literally came down to the point where this feels too spiritual. Like, it feels like I'm, I'm not, like, I have all these things inside of me that aren't being expressed. And shouldn't those things display your glory also? Like, my passion for um, adventure, my passion for travel, like, being just a free spirit, if you want to call it, like, just being spontaneous, like having fun, doing like whatever, like whatever it is, my passion for the outdoors. Like I used to snowboard, I haven't done it in forever now. And now I'm like having a bit of a meltdown recently. I'm like, I have to get on a mountain. Like, you know what I mean? All these things like, or like I used, I grew up like riding horses and teaching riding lessons and all these things that like were passions of mine. I've just let them kind of just whatever, life happens, right? Like life happens, but there's things that God created all of us uniquely in, like passions and gifts, right? Like all these things that we've used, you know, I, I am like, obviously I lead worship too and that's, but it's, if I'm honest, it's not like a passion of mine. That feels like a very like, like I'm so thankful for the gift that God's given me in that and the anointing, but it's not something that I'm, passionate about, but it's something that I love to use to connect with God. And um, he's used me in that and I'm, I'm thankful and I'm humbled. But when you do something that you actually feel like you were born for, it's a totally different story. And this is the thing that I've been like crying out to God is like, why does it feel like I'm never doing what I was actually born for? Like, what am I missing? And so anyways, that's like, this is a bit of a, I had no idea how this was going to play out because I can prepare all I want. <laughs> and I actually really did prepare this time. You'd probably be impressed. <laughs> and um, it never plays out like never like this. And all these, like I have dialogue with the Holy Spirit, like constantly. I'm like, oh, that's so good. Can you just remind me of that? Or like, I wrote it down, but like, there's no way in heck I'm going to find it in here now. Like, 
there's just a lot of good, I can't, like I'm just, I don't function that way and that's okay, this is me. And I, <laughs> I can't follow anything either and my husband Chris knows this, I can't follow instructions or um, notes, like down to like the most insane things, like I cannot follow a recipe ever, like ever. I have to change something always, I will, I'm getting there. Like I always, I can't, I can't follow instructions. So like, yeah, I had a, I had a can of coconut whipped cream and the instructions on it were literally cool and whip. <laughs> like two instructions. And I, I put it in the fridge and I took it out and I opened it and I'm like, this looks like a great consistency, I'm gonna just use it as is. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I just and Chris is like you couldn't do the second like it was two things <laughs> like that's how I live my life all the time and that would drive certain people crazy uh, probably like Chris <laughs> so and yeah I just like to experiment okay I like the adventure of experimentation and just I like my freedom don't tell me what to do. <laughs> That's also not a good thing. Um, <clears throat> don't write that down. <laughs> uh, okay, so where was I? Um, so what I'm trying to get at though here is, I need to go back to this verse because this, like, this is like the verse that literally was dropped into my heart about this. And this, like, I want you to remember, like keep, your, like, keep your mind in a place of like, okay, we're talking about identity, okay? We're gonna like, we're gonna make sense of this somehow. Like this is, I'm talking about identity, like who you are made to be, not who you are, not like not even actually what the Bible says. Like I listed all those things and you are those things, but I'm talking about like you individually as a person who God created you to be and he put you on this planet for something. Like he put you individually on this planet. I also heard in my, like it was dropped into my mind as I was like processing this with the Lord. And I heard it's you or no one else. Like he was like, I didn't, I didn't make a plan B for your life. Your life is unique and it's, so vital to my entire plan from beginning to end. Your life is so vital to God's plan from beginning of time to the end of time. And your life is so important to him in this moment. Like you, you are literally born for such a time as this. So I'm talking about the identity of who God made you to be as an individual, what he put inside of you and created you to give to the world. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 2, 9, this is why the scripture says, things never discovered or heard before, things beyond our ability to imagine, these are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. And I'm gonna jump over to Colossians. Um, one verse 26 and 27. So we just talked about the mystery that was hidden. Um, it's like Paul was talking about the mystery unfolding and that what was being held f for generations past and, uh, and then he's saying like, so no eye has seen or heard what God has planned for those he loves. The mystery of that is like explained here in Colossians 1. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's being revealed, unfolded and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Living within you is Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. The mis this mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people and God wants everyone to know it. Other versions say, this is the Christ in me, the hope of glory passage. Um, and he, like the Lord, so 
this is why if they would have known this, they, you know, the people who crucified Christ, if they would have known this, they would have not crucified him because they would have realized there's no point. Because when he died, he rose again and he said, I am now leaving. So God sent Jesus and then Jesus came. He came and he served. He says the son of man did not come to be served, but he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And that's a part of what I'm going to share here too, like surrounding fellowship with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place, I feel like. But um, yeah, he. this is why if they would have known, they would never have cruci crucified Christ because Jesus, he rose from the dead three days late, later. So that plan was sabotaged. And he said, now I'm leaving and it's better that I go because I'm actually giving you my fullness. Like I'm giving you everything and that's my, my spirit. And who has ever perceived and known the mind of Christ in order that you may counsel him, Christ has, and now we possess his spirit, Christ, in me, now the hope of glory. We are filled with the fullness of God through his Holy Spirit who was given to us by Jesus who literally broke the power of death and hell. He set, he like reset the course for all of eternity by dying and raising again on the third day. And then his intention for, for that was that we would then be so filled with his glory that we would come into our identity as um, his, like, as his children, as his kids, that we would be Christ, that we would recognize Christ in us, the hope of glory, and that we would be that to the world. Now, I want to go, go back to, this is also where I've been hung up too. So, help me, Holy Spirit. Hear me out. <laughs> Religion has taught us that we're here for one purpose, and that's to basically serve our butts off. Like serve, 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 serve. You're here to serve God, or you're here to like serve him, serve him by loving him, or love him by serving him. I think that's a message we've all heard in the church. Um, and this is how you'll find your identity if you just serve the Lord. Like, is that familiar? <laughs> and who's like been burnt out trying? Yeah. Um, so I've been listening to this guy, you might know, and because uh, my parents recommended him and he, like his messages on identity have changed my life in the last like few weeks even. And um, his name's Jamie Winship. Has anyone heard of him? So he, he's literally transforming and revolutionizing, like, I feel like the church in this, like, generation, like, in a way that's, he's, like, bringing, like, an aspect of identity that is, it's, like, it's putting feet to the message that we already know. You know what I mean? This is where I was feeling stuck. Like, I felt like I was, like, kind of, like, a hamster on a wheel trying to serve, 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 serve to, in order to please God, right, to do my to find my identity and find my purpose by kind of like running and running and running and trying to serve, 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 do all these things that I feel like not really called to, not really gifted in, like not really my strengths, but they're very spiritual, so I should, I should do them. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, like I recommend some, like listening to his, some of his messages because he is a totally different, and I'm not gonna like communicate it the same way, but just because I'm gonna just grab some things that have really changed and like just revolutionized my thinking around this. Because um, he talks about how like in Matthew, it literally, like it talks in Matthew 20 about how the son of man, he didn't come to be served, but he came to serve and to give his life, his life. And we've kind of taken that and been like, okay, I need to be like him. So I need to give, 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 serve, 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 do, do, do everything in order to please him. And maybe receive from him or whatever. 
Uh, but the truth is, is that he literally gave everything so that we could, one, like there's nothing we can do now to, he gave himself freely. Like there's nothing we do to receive from God like anymore. Like he, he gave himself freely. And when he was here, he came to serve everyone that was in need. So like anyone that was in need would come to him to be healed and he would look at them and say, um, like he might address like a, a couple times, you know, like he addresses like, my mind's blank right now. I'm just trying to think of examples. This is not in my notes. Um, my point is, is that he didn't look at people and say, well, did you spend time with me every day this week? Like, did you read your Bible? Did you pray? Like, what have you done for me? What have you done for me that I should give you this healing? This is my point. My point is that that's not the nature of God. Jesus came and gave everything so that we could like so that we could have everything so that we could walk in his fullness and his glory would be his kingdom would be implemented through us in a unique individual way through the fellowship of the holy spirit who lives inside of us and is he wants to serve you your purpose he wants to serve you your individual purpose on this earth in order to implement his kingdom and his government on this on this earth in this time and like what that looks like practically because i really need practical stuff here like i'm like i needed practical things and examples for me to go after this like so we have the holy spirit living inside of us christ in me the hope of glory christ holy spirit in me the hope of glory. Um, so if Jesus came to serve, he actually came to serve me because you can't give what you don't have. So my point is, is I can't do all these things for him like without him actually speaking to me first. Like he is saying, first of all, I want to serve you because you can't go and serve someone else until I've served you everything that I have. So why are you running around trying to please me when I didn't even tell you that that's your call or that's your mission or that's your purpose? Like the reason you're dying inside is because you're running around, you're doing this religious rat race and that's not who you are. Like it's okay. And it's okay to like, to not be that person. Like that's something in our society we get really hung up on is, is like comparison. And uh, like, I will tell you how angry, honestly, this is like vulnerable, but I actually like got really angry over God asking me to speak like publicly. And uh, anger is like, a secondary emotion to fear as um, fear. So I'm actually afraid, I'm terrified. I don't actually want to be in front of people. I don't wanna be seen, I don't wanna talk. Like, why me, who am I? This is all of our narratives when it comes to God calling us into something because when he does call you into something, the truth is, is that it's probably not gonna be in your strength or capacity or ability in your, on, on your own. So you're gonna be scared. So the first thing we have to do is like own up to the fact that we're actually terrified and, and be really vulnerable and honest and say, God, that actually scares the crap out of me and I don't wanna do it. Like, so then out of fear, if we let fear dominate, um, we run from it. So we, we, we with, withdraw and then we get angry because, or we do it like, like, we act, well, we do get angry. So the thing is, when we, when we run away from stuff that God's calling us into, and like, the thing is, is that it's going to be, it's, I'm, this isn't, I'm using my own example in this. I'm talking about like preaching right now, which not a lot of people want to do, speak in front of people. And that's okay. Not everyone should do it. Um, <laughs> I'm still feeling like I shouldn't, so. <laughs> um, 
but like, just apply this to yourself. Like it could be anything. Like you could literally be feeling like, so hear me out. I am processing with you guys. So I'm just bringing you into the chaos that feels like my mind sometimes. Um, so we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, okay? So it's his, his power and his glory that we want to get out of us individually. And I want you to, like, to get this, is that you have an identity and a purpose in him that no one else, nobody else has access to like access to, like you have a certain specific access that, or a certain specific thing that he wants to drop on you through fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he has something for you specifically that no one else can actually create. So the creator of the universe wants to create through you. That's one thing. And he wants to, so he wants to serve you he ultimately, he wants to serve you, okay? So we need to like change our way of thinking, like stop running around trying to serve him and burn yourself out doing it because you're actually not living in the identity that he created and the purpose he created you for. You're missing, if we don't stop and ask him first, this is where the question changes, not God, how do you want me to serve you? Like, he can tell you, like he can tell you how he wants to. But first, first he's saying, like, I want you to ask me how I can serve you. Like, what do you want from me to give away? Like to implement my kingdom and my dominion and my government on the earth, because that's what I came for. Jesus came to shift how, like going forward, I had this written down, come on. This is what happens when you wing it, is like you go all over the place, then you don't actually follow anything, and then you lose everything. Yeah, I, that's right. That's right. I'm going where I'm supposed to. Um, his purpose for us is to implement his kingdom on the earth, okay? I, I said that already. Um, and this was like the original intent of mankind. Like he didn't create us to serve him. He didn't create us to even have communion with him. Can I be honest? Like in Genesis 1, 26, it didn't say, um, okay, so uh, we're creating man in our image after our likeness um, so that he can, they can serve, like humans can serve me, God. Like he said, I'm putting you on the earth to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. And I want to suggest too that like being fruitful and multiply, yeah, like we, that he had to say that to Adam and Eve because that's like, we, they needed to have children. But like his intent was that his kingdom be brought onto the earth through us. Like his glory be made manifest on the earth through us. So it, it wasn't just to like, it wasn't just to be put on the earth so that we could have this like great communion and love him and serve him. Like, yeah, that's, that's good. We should, we should love him and serve. It's like, it is out of fellowship and love and communion with the Holy Spirit. But he's saying, I actually came because I want to serve you my ideas. I want to serve you what I see. Like, I want to serve you my thoughts. I want to serve you your purpose, why you're here. So the question is, Holy Spirit, what do you want to serve me? What do you want to give me today? Like today, what is my purpose? And, and it doesn't have to be, it can be a daily thing. I've tried it the last couple of days and it's kind of blown my mind. But like asking, stopping and asking the, the Holy Spirit, like what, who do you call me? Like what did you put inside of me that's going to reflect your glory on the earth? And then on a daily basis, like, Holy Spirit, I'm not going to start my day thinking about all the things that I need to do to serve you and love you and be with you. Like, because the like you'll never add up. You'll never add up. You'll never do enough then to feel qualified to receive from God. So switch it the other way around and say, God, I'm going to stop and receive from you first. And then I'm just going to give it away. Like... So, Holy Spirit, like, what do you want to give me? 
And then he could say something like, hey, like, I have this really creative idea and I want you to create it and then we're going to show it to the world and it's going to like, I'm talking like creative. I mean, I'm thinking of like maybe like art, like Rachel right here. So he's saying, Rachel, like I have this amazing art piece idea and you're going to create it and then it's going to actually release my glory. Okay, but it's your passion, right? Like, you're passionate about that. So he knows, like, it's not like you're like, oh, I have this gift, and, like, I kind of like to use it, but not really. But, like, oh, I'll do it for you. God, <laughs> like, that's not what, you, right? You, like, love it. And so, like, think of something you absolutely love. Like, you feel like you were born for this, and then God's like, I want, yeah, I want you to partner with me, and I'm going to give you, like, just ask me, and I'm going to give you the best ideas, and it's going to just, like, bring the kingdom of God through it. Like, it can be through athletics. Like, you could be a, a hockey player, whatever, and, like, asking the Lord, okay, like, how do you want to serve me in this? Like, this is my passion. This is what I feel like I was born for. And he's like, yeah, like, you're going to be a hockey player for my kingdom, and you're going to bring my kingdom on the ice when you play. This is just coming, you know, these examples are just kind of, um, and you can kind of personalize it. Like, okay, I have this amazing, Holy, like, Holy Spirit, this is you asking Holy Spirit, how do you, what do you want to give me? Like, he wants to serve you. He wants to serve you your purpose and identity. Don't, don't get caught in the rat race of like trying to figure out your purpose and be fulfilled and productive, doing all these things that are just going to burn you out because it's not you and it's okay. So like maybe you're like spending time with the Holy Spirit and now the whole, you're going to ask the Holy Spirit like, what, what do you want to give me? Like, I'm here. I want to receive from you because, you know, what is it? And you're Ashton maybe. And he's like, hey, I have... I have the solution or I have this like groundbreaking idea for like farming and agriculture, whatever. I'm not in that sphere. So please just, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're going to actually bring groundbreaking like breakthrough in this area and you're going to be so productive and it's going to actually bring so much t like influence and kingdom influence. You're going to like, you're going to rise up and influence because it's going to be a God given God ordained idea it's no longer human made or like it's not in your human strength. Like he has things beyond our ability. Nothing that's entered the heart of man, right? Nothing that's entered the heart of man has, is what God has in store for his lovers, right? No eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has in store for his lovers. So that means that he wants to give us, the creator of the universe, he wants to give us insight, knowledge, wisdom into all of his fullness and ideas, creative ideas, solutions, breakthroughs. Like if you feel called to government, he wants to raise you up in government and he wants you to bring kingdom into the government and transform cities and countries and nations. Like if you are a police officer, like he wants you to actually solve all the crimes and he wants you to actually bring his glory into that, into those cities and places that you're working. If you're um, called to like family, even like I'm trying to think of like the seven mountains of influence. Like if you're called to family, you are called like he wants to give you groundbreaking ideas and solutions on how to implement the kingdom in a family environment. He doesn't want you to figure it out on your own. Like, and I'm talking like, we all kind of like, like we're all called to family, so that's kind of a hard one, but we all have a family. Um, but he, want, he does want to give us creative ideas and solutions and ways to get along with our family even if you're struggling <laughs> or if you like struggle with your family. He actually wants to be like, hey, I know, I want, I want to give you something about your family member that you don't know it's something they don't even realize about themselves. Maybe it has to do with their identity because this is usually what gets people. Because we all feel like, we, I feel like we all as humans, we all desire our purpose. Like we all want purpose. That's why like the book, The Purpose Driven Life was a huge thing in um, the church a while back. And I remember that would like, and, and I'm not bashing it or whatever, but it is like focused on like serving God first. Um, and this is where this is a bit different. The narrative is a bit different here because I'm saying, and what I've, 
what I'm suggesting is like, he wants to actually serve us first and love us first and not run around doing all these things that aren't us, that he didn't create us for. So like, he has answers to everything. Like your purpose, he literally has the answer to every issue on the, on the face of the planet. And so this is where Christ in us, the hope of glory t- gets real. This is like the, a literal thing. And there's testimonies. And I think I really like Jamie Winship because he has so many stories and testimonies of this being like real in his life is because um, he was a, like a, he was a police officer. And anyway, that, that was kind of his story. Like he, he ended up raising way high in his field because he did everything with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would just tell him stuff that was going on in like crime scenes, conflict zones, war zones. Like he lived in the Middle East and the the Holy Spirit would just be like, because he learned that the Holy Spirit wanted to give that to him. That's the key. You need to believe that the Holy Spirit wants to give you the solutions and the the breakthroughs and the um, ideas, creative ideas like he, that's his fullness in us. That is the hope of glory in us, in me. And it's individual. I think it's gotten all wishy-washy for me, even as like as a Christian, because you're like, you're, you're just trying to be all the same and you're not reflecting the fullness of his glory because you're all just trying to do the same stuff. And we're getting burnt out, kind of all doing the really spiritual stuff when he's like, I actually want to give you like, like this is a big one, but like if you have a passion for to help people who have been stuck in human trafficking. Did you know God has the solution to absolutely eradicate human trafficking on the face of the earth? Like we don't have to say this is just a thing and we just have to help these people out as much as we can. What if he wants to give you the solution to end it? Like the real end it movement not just like that kind, like that big. Like we always kind of, we kind of downplay, like we downplay God and his fullness. And we just think, well, I'm doing like, I'll just, yeah. And, and you might not be called to that and that's fine. Like someone out there is. And it's, it's our choice to tap in to heaven and the Holy Spirit and ask him, what do you want to give me from heaven that could actually transform the earth and bring your glory like never before? This is the kind of identity I'm talking about. Is this making sense? Okay. This isn't just like, I'm the righteous of God in Christ. I'm his son. I'm his daughter. Great. I'm going to serve. Good love the Lord. Like, that's good stuff. I'm not downplaying. But I'm just like, I really hope that this is putting feet to that message. Like, giving you something, like, practical to do. And, like, to change your way of thinking. Like, this isn't... And like, this isn't just me trying to figure it out on my own. Like he wants us to stop and have fellowship with his spirit and stop and ask him. Like I, I'm perfectly honest, I don't do that. And I did it this week and it blew me away. <laughs> okay, it blew me away this week because I finally was like, oh yeah, I've been in this rat race. I'm like, I'm not even joking, December, I was just like burnt out. Like I came, like I was just looking forward to the end of this year. Because this month I was burnt out. I was like putting so much energy into different things that I probably, I'm not gifted in, okay? Also, it is stressful for me around Christmas because my gift isn't gifts. And like, (laughs) that is like very, that's just not my identity. It's not who I am. But how often do we try to be like the one on Pinterest and Instagram and like, okay, my house has to look like this. My gifts have to be wrapped like this. My meals have to be like this. My gifts have to be up to this standard, like, you know, like this quality that like, we get so caught up, we burn ourselves out by putting so much emotional investment into comparing ourselves to other people's gifts, when it was their gift to bring to the world. That is a beautiful gift to have. If you can create your home and make it look absolutely perfect, and you can get the best gifts for your loved ones and family members, that is like your gift, like, and we should celebrate that in each other and ask that person for a lot of help and tips. <laughs> Cause like, I hate buying gifts <laughs> and 
I'm not a card person. Like, I really appreciate gestures, like gifts and cards. That's like, and I, I celebrate people who have that gift, but it's not me. So um, I show my love in other ways and receive it in other ways. And we're all unique like that. And that's, that's good. It's good. Like, we all need to realize, like, oh, okay, I need to stop pursuing all this stuff and putting all my energy in this stuff that, I, like, that's not who I am. That's not my identity. It's not my purpose. He will, he wants to uniquely express and display his glory through you in your unique way. Like, he doesn't want it to look like someone else. So, and it's going to be scary. Like, it's, it's actually, it is scary because he does call us, he calls us higher. Like, we live way below what he actually came for. Um, I would like, Holy Spirit, like I feel like I need to, my mind's going different directions. <laughs> we live way below. That's why he's like, that's why it's stretching. Like we've come to this place where we're so, we're passive in our purpose because we've just stopped believing that it could be that good. Like we've stopped believing that it could be like the future and hope that he, pro like the future and the hope that he promised that he has that plan for us. And it's going to far exceed far, like uh, beyond our imagination dreams. I think we've stopped believing it and that we've dumbed it down. We've dumbed down his, his purpose and his fullness for us. And we've made it this really like itty bitty box. And then we've just like gone around in circles in it and just we're like, we're, we're, we're burnt out because we're actually not expanding the horizon and like letting the Holy Spirit be who he, how, like who he is through us. Like Christ in me, the hope of glory. Like is his glory, it'd be really sad if we lived our lives and like just not believing. It is really sad if we live our lives not believing that his glory is actually that magnificent and that transforming and that like that creative like that that his glory is to give us solutions to problems like his glory is that through us is that he wants to give us groundbreaking ideas in politics or government or family or church whatever it is like yeah if you're an artist an athlete uh, whatever it is you feel like you feel born for and if you don't know, like, cause I have, I've, I'm also a very like multifaceted, faceted personality type. And I, like, that can be confusing. You're like, one day you're like, I want to be this. The next day you're like, I could be that or this, like, you're just all over the place. And, uh, and like, I've been asking, I've been dialoguing like just with the Holy Spirit too. And he's like, you know, like all those gifts, even in Ephesians that we talk about, like, you know, at first it literally says like to each one, he gives gifts. Um, and I'm trying to remember like in my head, he says like, it's according to the measure that is Christ. Is that, am I, the measure? Okay, what is the measure? It's infinite. Like it's an, in, like the measure is infinite and he also gives it as he like wills, but as he, like, it's also, I believe, and I asked the Holy Spirit this, I'm like, but I feel like I could be a lot of these things. And he's like, cause you are like, you're not just one thing. Like I created you to be like, as you need and as you need to like grab hold of different ones or gifts or whatever you like, whatever you need to use, like you have it all. Like I'm the fullness and it's the fullness of Christ in you, the Holy spirit. And you have the grace to walk in it when you need the grace to walk in it or whatever. Um, and I felt like that was just like really freeing to me. Cause I, I'm like, I don't want to be boxed in. Like, that's not who I am. Like, don't box me into one thing. And uh, that's, that's a good thing. Like, so he, and he wants to, so that means that this, this is where it boils down to fellowship with the Holy Spirit is like, he needs to literally give you something every single day for you to live out your purpose and your God-given design. And so like yesterday I dialogued with the Holy Spirit and I was like, okay, so I'm going to try this. Like, what, what do you, who am I? Like, who, like, how do you see me? And yesterday he said, 
you're my eyes. And I'm like, okay. So the question is like now, okay, so how do you see me? And now like, what do you want me to do with that? Is my next question. And he's like, okay. So, and then we like, we dialogued through that and it was something really like small, but specific. And like, we just had a conversation of like, he wants me to notice things and, and he wants to give me solutions to things. And like, but that's not my, that's not like my all time purpose in life. It's part of it. Like he actually, so he's, cause if we have his fullness, we have his, we have the perception of Christ. Like we have all the senses of Christ. So we can see things, hear things, feel things, smell things, know things, all the senses. So it's like a continual journey with the Holy Spirit, but it's asking him how, like, what do you want to give me in your fullness today? Like the fullness I know is mine, but what is, what is, what is that piece that you want to give to me today? That's what, that's the treasure chest of his glory, like waiting to be revealed through his godly lovers. Like, he has something and like I want you to also be able to ask the Holy Spirit like out of this realize like if you haven't asked the Holy Spirit like what is my identity like that's a good place to start like what did you actually put me on the earth for me what is my purpose and then on a daily basis ask the Holy Spirit what do you want to serve me today from your kingdom like what do you want to give to me because he came not to be served, but to serve and then to give his life. And then so freely we receive, now we freely give. Um, so then this morning I'm driving in and I said, okay, so like today, what, what do you call me? I think that was my question. It can kind of like the question can be different. Like, what do you call me? Or um, I was asking him that question. Cause like, it's all questions surrounding like, what do you want to give to me, right? This is the point. Like he wants to give you something first so that you can recognize like, this is who you are to give away. And like he said, like you're, um, he said radiance. And then I cringed and he said, yeah, you're my radiance. And I was like, this is where the being honest part comes into play. Like you can't actually step into an identity if you're not honest about how you feel about it. And this is what I've learned. Because otherwise you run from it or you shy away from it and you let your emotions take over. So I said, God, I don't like that. Like you call, he called me, you're my radiance. And I said, I don't like that. Like that makes me feel really scared and really vulnerable. And I don't want to be seen that much. Like I don't want I don't want to be seen that closely. Like, that's scary and it's vulnerable and I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> like, it feels really uncomfortable. And he's like, I felt him say later, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. You're good. Like, he wasn't judging me or condemning me that I was not okay with what he called me, but he did say, you are my radiance. And that means that I want to display my glory through you. And I was just honest with him and said, that scares me. I don't like it. That means that I need the power of your Holy Spirit to give me everything I need to be able to walk in that and to fill me with whatever you want to give me so that I can display that uniquely as me, not as someone else, but whatever you want your radiance to look like through me, I want you to do that in me so that I can just it'll become natural because it's who he made you to be. It's not someone else. It's not someone else's thing. It's not like you're gonna, it's not like, okay, I need to be the evangelist. Like I need to evangelize to someone cause that's, that, like, that's like coming up with your own idea. Like, okay, that, that looks like radiance. That looks like being a light in a dark place, you know? So we come up with our own solution and he's like, no, I wanna tell you what it is. Like what my radiance through you looks like. And so, and, and so I told him, like, I'm scared of that. I don't like it. And then, because it's, yeah, it's vulnerable being radiant when you are in a dark room. It's like being in a dark room with, like, one light shining on you. It's so scary. I don't know if other people feel that. But see, this my point is with this, too, is even, like, fear, it hinders us from walking out our identity, our purpose in Christ because it's gonna call you out in a dark world. It's gonna be actually like, he calls us all to be radiant. We all, like in a dark world, we are called to be his light. 
and it feels, it's actually, when it comes down to it, like, it's really uncomfortable, and it's scary, and it, you can't actually be, and, but you can't walk in it, and in your own unique call in that, like, without even acknowledging the fact that you might, it might terrify you. So, I, what I want to do, I feel like, is just invite you in, um, I just want to invite you into asking the Holy Spirit. What is it that you want to do for me? Or what do you want me to receive from you today? However you want to word it, or even if you feel like asking him, like, what do you call me? If you're like, if you're tired of the rat race of trying to figure out your purpose and serving in the church is just like felt like absolutely exhausting and you feel burnt out, maybe, maybe that's because that's not what he asked you to do and it's not your purpose. There's times and seasons where we're all called to different things and we're all called to acts of service in different areas, but he's going to give you the grace to do it. But ask him like, what what do you call me or what do you want to give to me? How do you want to serve me? Like maybe stop asking him what I can do for you because you're running on empty and you have nothing to give away. And you don't actually know who you are and what your purpose is, maybe, because you haven't asked. And he literally is waiting to pour out the fullness of his glory through you because it's Christ in you, in me, the hope of glory. And I hope this, like, something in this, like, hit differently than maybe other things you've heard. I don't know. But I'm just believing the Holy Spirit is going to just, like, individually speak to you and just reveal why he chose you, like why he created you and why it's like it comes, it's you or no one else. Like there's no plan B and he wants you to display his glory in the beautiful, unique way that he designed you to do that. And he wants you to actually have joy in it. Like he wants you to feel the delight and the pleasure and the passion for that thing. He doesn't, it, it's not supposed to be a drag. Like he came to give us life and life abundant. And that's like, it's not just an attitude adjustment, I believe. Like it's, it's literally, I've come, I, like I want you to be excited about this life because I created you and you're so unique and perfect in my eyes and you carry something no one else in the world can. And you're bringing something to the world that no one else can. I have, I have ideas and plans for you that has never an entered the heart of man before. Like nothing, it's, it's never entered anyone else's heart, but I have it for you if you'll just ask. If you're looking for that idea or that solution or that, that creative idea, something, just say like, I wanna, I wanna receive from you so that your glory can just like come through me. and it'll be natural, like it won't be hard. It's not striving anymore, and he wants to do it for you. Doesn't matter what you've done for him. It literally doesn't matter. It's not about that. He's like, I came, I loved you first. I came to serve, not be served. You need to stop trying to gain my approval. So Holy Spirit, what do you want to give each person in this room uniquely that's unique to them?
And it's, I want to just say it's never too late in the game. Like, you might be young and have your life ahead of you, and you might have never asked the Lord why he put you on this earth, what's my purpose, and he might say, like, I created you to be a cowboy for Jesus, for me. You're going you're gonna to display my glory in that realm or in that, you know what I mean? And it's like, like yeah, like, that's what I want to be. That's what I wanted to be my whole life, you know? Like, that might be you, or you might be older, and you might be like, God, what do you want to do with my, like, what am I here for? And he's going to, it's never too late. Like, he's going to give you something And you're going to display his glory like no one else. And you're going to actually, he's, he, he's going to give you those creative ideas and solutions and breakthrough, groundbreaking concepts. It might be the next medical breakthrough. Just like the really practical stuff. Like don't get so spiritual. <laughs> it might be spiritual too. Like, what is it that you feel like you're created for? And then let the Holy Spirit give you, the creator of the universe, give you something from him to recreate on the earth. And this, because this is us, this is Christ in us, the hope of glory. I think for some people, it's also really hard to receive from the Holy Spirit. And don't, like, I just want to encourage you, like, if it's not now in this moment, like, take time to actually process, like, with the Lord. Like, with the Lord, I don't actually believe you want to give me anything. Like, I don't feel deserving. I don't feel worthy. I haven't, you can list off all the stuff. I don't feel like I've spent enough time with you. I haven't invested my life. Like these are all your own conclusions and assumptions. Because he, and, but let, you know what? It doesn't matter what I say. Let the Holy Spirit tell you like what he really thinks. Because it's going to blow your mind. Like it's not going to be, he he freely gives. He came to serve, not to be served. He wants to give you his fullness through the Holy Spirit. And he wants to reveal more to you. So if you need to have that, just like that confession, that repentance, like, hey, like, I just, I can't even, I can't even receive from you right now because I'm actually, I feel so unworthy. Like, that's okay. Just be honest. Or like, I'm afraid to come to you and ask you for anything because who am I? Like, that's something I've wrestled with. Like, who am I? Can I just hide in the background? Like, what do I have to give? So-and-so is way better at that. Like, just let them do it. Like, why would you want to give me something? God, I just thank you for the unique individual purpose of each person in this room. And I just ask that, Holy Spirit, you would just illuminate, that you would speak so clearly, and that you would show these ones your divine purpose and mission and in life, for their life, that they would feel so fulfilled in it, that they would be filled with the fullness of joy as they come into your presence to receive from you, to be served by you, so that they can freely give and reflect your glory on this earth. God, I just ask that you would do something so supernatural that's beyond human understanding through the people in this room, God, that they would have divine solutions, ideas from heaven, from you, God, because they're going to sit and ask you and you're going to give freely 
and they're going to fulfill their purpose and call on the earth. And it's going to be, it's going to be glorious. It's going to be like something we've never seen before. And I thank you that you have that for each one of us. So God, we just honor you today. Holy Spirit, we just honor you and we just say, we're so thankful that you live in us and that through you, the world is gonna see your glory and that the earth is gonna be transformed as we walk in our call and our purpose and identity. In Jesus' name, amen.